Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, friends? What's up? It's a fine... Uh, let me turn Rick up a little bit. It's a fine... Wednesday afternoon? I think this goes out on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes. it's, for you, it's a fine Thursday afternoon. Patriots on tonight. Uh, Patriots tonight. Mac Jones. Hopefully he starts. Now, actually, I want to see Cam Newton play two drives tonight. That'll prove that Mac is making headway. In the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is playing. Uh, Devontae Smith might play? I don't know. Has he played yet? No, he didn't play at first preseason. He's hurt. Oh, but of course he is. Oh, oh yeah, it's that's not, that. It's that ankle injury. He's yeah, like a it's twig, not, dude. His leg's going to snap in half. <laughs> Honestly, have you seen him? He looks smaller than he did in college. That's not good. It's not reassuring, is it? But uh, anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon over there. Um, and we got some interesting stuff to get to today as the episode name listed. Riskiest quarterbacks was what we got on the docket for this afternoon. Um, we are going to break down riskiest quarterbacks. And this is, I think this is in the top 15 because uh, the quarterback position, not really that. Unless you're in like a 20-team league. Or a super flex. Or in a super flex. Um, quarterbacks were like... 26 top 27 20, top 24 quarterbacks really aren't a thing like Taysom hill is risky uh, yeah <laughs> maybe a smidge to be honest with you completely undrafted if there was an undrafted quarterback that'll get will get lit this year it's uh james winston i'm all on that train choo choo that's fair unless <laughs> Taysom starts which right now it looks like he's going to that would maybe you know i was thinking about that uh complete side note before we start any of this uh Jameis Winston's literally younger than Taysom Hill. Yeah. What What are they doing? This is not even a hard decision. Taysom can't throw the football. No. They grew, Sean Payton groomed Taysom Hill. Oh, okay. That's his guy. All right. He groomed the tight end. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I don't understand it either. They, unless they. So like. That's like Arthur argument. Smith. Arthur Smith. He 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 mentioned the other day that he was grooming Kyle Pitts to be uh, Matt Ryan's replacement. Kyle Pitts. What? <laughs> That's the equivalent. Taysom Hill is basically a tight end. Right. Oh, I see. <laughs> Come on. Um, put it together, Rick. Sorry. Uh, yeah, T- Taysom. Uh, I heard arguments it's like, oh, well, he he might protect the ball more. Mm-hmm. You know what their numbers are in training camp? Some some beat reporter for the Saints. I because I was looked up an article. Um, there's he's been tracking their stats in in training camp. And Taysom Hill has like four touchdowns and six interceptions in training camp so far. What? Compared to Jameis Winston, who has like four or five touchdowns and only one interception. And they want to start Taysom? And Taysom right now, by all means, is going to start week one. So Sean Payton literally looked at that in practice and said, Taysom's the starter. I guess so. Yikes. Yeah, it beats me. Anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're going to talk about the riskiest quarterbacks in fantasy football today. Uh, before we do that, check our website, fantasychampions.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, anywhere you can find us, the FF Champs, the Fantasy Champions, search those in those platforms and you'll find us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and then leave a review and share this, co- share this podcast with your friends. Literally, open up your phone right now, uh, copy the link to the podcast, 
and text it to every single member of your league. Uh, a, it'll make your league more competitive, and B, we will get more listeners. Unless you don't want to give out this advice to people. Because I would imagine that if you found somebody who you really liked uh, their opinion and wanted to follow their advice, uh, that you would not share it with your league mates. But you could at least like the video. Comment helps the algorithm. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, comment, all that stuff. Uh, so let's jump into the riskiest quarterbacks of the 2021 fantasy football season. I'm going to forever want to say 2020 for some reason. It's like we never left. Honestly, that's fair. <laughs> I remember the beginning of the year. I was like, "What do you? What, why are you saying 2021? It's 2020. You fought me on it. I was like, <laughs> what? That, I think that's my first sign of starting to become old. <laughs> or you just never left 2020. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. So uh, just to give you a little synopsis, because this is the last time we're going to talk about risky players. I believe next week we are going to jump into... Um, what is it? Uh, Mid-round targets, mock draft, and then late-round targets, and then some guys that you shouldn't draft. So we'll just straight up tell you not to draft certain guys, uh, which is going to be fun. <laughs> That'll be a much better be episode fun. than Risky's quarterbacks. Because me and Rick are just fighting over the reason on this. Uh, not really fighting each other, but fighting reality. Kind of just uncertain on who to put on the list. Yeah. Debate, yeah. Debates going on so when we talk about risky guys these are guys that have a lot of risk tied to them correct and some of them are okay at their adp to take and you know they might end up on some of my teams in, in fact i actually the first player on the list i actually haven't drafted in that many leagues which is kind of surprising to me i've been drafting to a tongue of iloa way more than him hmm. um but number one is jalen hurts I feel like a couple months ago we were talking about Hertz and how he has this massive upside and he could be a you know top five quarterback in the breakout this year and the 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 equivalent of what's happening in that circumstance is that he is going off the board literally right now between QB nine and twelve and it's making it really really difficult for me to look at Jalen Hurts and be like okay this is a guy that I thought maybe if he was going as the 15th to 17th or somewhere around where Tua was going off the board that I would feel okay with drafting Jalen Hurts but now he's caught the popular opinion of everyone in fantasy football so he's going off the board much higher uh mm. ninth round is not a bad area to take him no it really isn't but I've been seeing him go in the eighth round in some drafts and it, it is starting to get a little bit ridiculous, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, so I, I think for me, there's there's a lot of risk tied to him. A, I think his ADP is just way too high. Um, I think he has an ADP that is absolutely through the roof, and it makes him way... It, I, I don't want to say, because I think he's playing at his... Not as floor, but if he could just draft it as QB twelve in your league, like I think there's a good shot he finishes there if he starts the whole season. Um, I can't believe I'm even saying if he starts the whole season. Did you hear this thing, Rick, about earlier this week where they were saying that the coach Nick Sirianni has not named him the starter for Week One? I haven't. I did not hear that. that I is... don't believe it, and I think he's going to be the starter. But does that lead... everything you've heard is good about Jalen Hurts? I know. I mean, it he seems did throw like two picks against Pat's him. D the other day. So oh, that's nice. Patriots defense is pretty good, though. 
but it feels like the people that dislike hurts the most is like the Eagles front office and coaching staff. <laughs> it's not even the Twitter people. It's just the Eagles front office. It's like, yeah, I mean, he was in, involved in the there Deshaun Watson rumors. It feels like they would trade him to get Watson, which is fine if Watson is, you know, innocent and everything or coming back. Can you? Because uh, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. But can you call up the Texans real fast. Yeah, uh, we want Deshaun. Who are you going to trade, Jalen? Why? <laughs> we hate him. <laughs> yeah, I think he's that's, that's probably. We want we want the guy who sexually assaults women. I think that's Yikes, probably um, an accurate quote from the Eagles front office. Seriously, uh, I'm like, just stick with Jalen Hurts. What do you got to lose? No, and and, and like all the stuff like you still have, have two first round picks. Uh, right, exactly. Um, they traded down the draft for that reason mm-hmm. originally. Um, like he's there's been some good things in the offseason with him. Uh, making sure receivers and him are on the same page. He's been like quizzing yeah. the receivers. Uh, there's been rumors that like people in the locker room are really starting to think mm-hmm. he's like the true leader of the team and like the, the franchise quarterback and everything. Like the locker room loves him. It's just does do the coaches and front office like them and the Eagles right. staff? I don't know. Um, but that's a, I guess a conversation for another day. Hertz Hertz is a, an mm-hmm. interesting one because we have told you before to draft them and he's a breakout quarterback and I, I think. That's still fair, but they, there are a lot of risks with him, and that's what we're talking about today, riskiest quarterbacks. So just because Hurts has a lot of upside, the reason he's going uh, in the ninth round is because just as equally as he has upside, he has a downside. Um, is he going to start the whole season? We don't really know. He's played in four career games, and he has a completion percentage of 52%, which is mm-hmm. pretty, pretty gross. Um, in order for him to take that next step, we're kind of assuming that he's going to be able to throw the ball better this year. And I think he can, but that's a really risky take because people said the same thing about Drew Locke last year. And now look at where, look at how we view Drew Locke now. It's a lot different. Mm. Um, now Hertz does have the rushing upside. So at least he'll be decent no matter what, but if he's throwing 52% again, just because his rushing floor is there, the Eagles could very easily bench him because he's not performing well if the team's struggling. So Hurts right. is obviously a risky one. He doesn't have a lot of career NFL experience. Um, we're kind of assuming he's going to have a great year, but we've never seen him do it. And at the quarterback position, that kind of is important most of the time. Um, so, yeah, he, he's a little risky. Yeah, I think, too, for me, when it comes to Jalen Hurts, it's also, I think, A, there's some injury risk that's tied into him because yeah. I think he's going to rush a lot. I think he's going to be in the same conversation as Lamar. Now, you know, Lamar has stayed healthy. I think the um, training staffs of the in the NFL are uh, really good, so I think he'll probably stay healthy for most of the season. But um, if you don't have the coaching staff behind you, which they either do or don't, and we don't know, considering they're not really mentioning anything and there's rumors about Deshaun Watson that doesn't lend me to believe that they're excited about him. Right. Right. Um, he is a second round quarterback. So this is not like a guy that they're tied to, you know what I mean? It's not like they're like, Oh my God, we need this guy to have success. Like it wasn't like he was a first round pick. And I think they're, they're in the mindset that they either trade those two first round picks to get Deshaun Watson, excuse me. Or if Jalen hurts blows this year, they use the two first round picks next year 
uh, or at least one of them, to draft a quarterback. Um, but I think there's a lot of, like, for me, there's a lot of conversation surrounding, like, the Eagles. And a lot of people are like, oh, my God, the Eagles' offense is good. You know, you have Miles Sanders and some good running backs in the backfield, and you got Devonta Smith coming in. You have, um, you know, Jalen Rieger on the outside, and you have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, and the offensive weapons are good, and the offensive line's okay. Uh, you know, and they have Jalen Hurts who's going to rush the ball in the field. This offense is going to be really good. And I'm like, what lends us to believe that this offense is going to be really good this year? Right. <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, this offense was not good last year, even when they had Jalen Hurts. Like, it wasn't efficient. It wasn't productive. You know, Hurts oh, was good because they had some of the trash time points, but... And that, like you, like you brought up the comparison about Drew Locke and Jalen Hurts. Literally, the only reason why I like Jalen Hurts over our talks about Drew Locke last year is because he can rush. Yeah, oh, yeah. So there is a really good shot that something not so great happens, and it would not shock me if this team, because their backup quarterback is Joe Flacco right now, if they start Hurts, and he might in fantasy football produce for your for your team. But right. passing wise, he might go out there, throw two hundred yards, two interceptions, zero touchdowns, rush for a touchdown, and get you know eighty yards on the ground, and that might look like a decent day at the quarterback position. But overall, it's a terrible day for their actual franchise, you right. know. And so I think if that starts happening with Hurts, he might look good fantasy wise for a couple weeks, and then they go, "This guy just isn't." it and they switch to Joe Flacco which I don't know how, if that's a great franchise move for them <laughs> that would be very dumb but, but something the Eagles could do but something the Eagles could do and if that does happen then you drafted a quarterback in the 8th ninth round who's now sitting on the bench um, Yeah, and, and so I, I think I think there's massive massive risk that goes along with Hurts um, and it, it does concern me uh, oh. that he is in the position that he is like if the team came out and said I'm going to pound the sand for well, not saying that's terrible phrasing, but uh, I'm going to pound the table for Jalen Hurts and be like, this guy is our guy. You know, they didn't draft a quarterback, even though they were rumored to. They didn't trade for Deshaun Watson, even though they were rumored to. They stuck with Jalen Hurts. This is our guy. We're going to go with him. I would at least like that coaching staff to walk out and say Jalen Hurts is our guy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. The, the coaching staff has not really expressed confidence in him. Yeah. Um, and I'm not telling people they shouldn't draft Jalen Hurts because, again, like mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, we were saying he's a breakout quarterback, which I think is very possible. It's just that he's he's risky because he has so much upside, but also so much downside. Like he's one of those guys that could really go either way. He could be either be great or he could be bad. There's not really a great middle ground with him. Um, and if you look at other quarterbacks, like the top ten, top top ten, yeah. top twelve quarterbacks um, projected to go in drafts. Most of them, you kind of know what you're going to get for the most part. Mm-hmm. They're like most of these guys are veteran guys that you have an idea, but Hertz is by far the biggest wild card. Right. It's interesting that we have him both. I'm trying to find our original show notes. Do we really have him on the breakout show? I think we did. I just don't I, know when that freaking show happened. So I could be wrong, but he was at least discussed by us as a potential breakout. I'm trying to. Find I don't know if he was necessarily on a breakout show. I guess August 11th never happened. Oh, I never. Okay. Changed the... <laughs> Hold on a second. I never changed the uh, the actual date on the show notes. Um. So our oh. quarterback breakouts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was one of them. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I think there is a lot out of our breakout, and and this is, you know, we lend to fantasy football being like a sport where you take risks that sometimes pay off and sometimes don't, but the type of risks that you take um, are more important. Like, you don't want to take blind, unsubstantiated risks and just take guys to take them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to with David Montgomery in the second round. Right. Like you don't just you don't just draft him in the second round because you want to. You have to take calculated understanding Mm. risks. And so for Jalen Hurts, like if you can get him in the ninth, tenth round, I think that's a good value. And I think Mm. you know he'll end up being a really good wide quarterback at that point. But there he does carry a lot of risk. And so it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to take that massive risk or you want to go with go with it. Um, because like I said, he hasn't really been drafted by me on a lot of teams. Like I'm not running out there and, and starting to draft him. And maybe yeah. we revise the breakout quarterback list. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Maybe maybe we change that. A bunch of people just drafted Jalen Hurts anyway because we told them <laughs> to. And then we're telling them don't draft him. No, I, I think Jalen Hurts is a fine guy to draft, um, but he does carry a lot of risk, and that's what we're talking about. I'm going to talk about number two. This is a guy I probably will not be drafting really in any leagues in redraft. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Trevor Lawrence. And uh, it's interesting because I love Trevor Lawrence. This is in no way uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to bust pick. Correct. Like, he is a fantastic quarterback. I think he's going to be really good. But the expectations that people in the fantasy community are putting on Trevor Lawrence at this point are basically the equivalent to where Justin Herbert finished last year. And with all of these quarterbacks, you know, going into their second, third years that can actually have breakout seasons and have success, I just see it very, very hard for a guy like Trevor Lawrence to repeat that kind of production from like, that Justin Herbert had, but also repeat the, or not repeat, but produce at the QB 14 level. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, he's getting, in some leagues, he's getting drafted in the ninth round. Ahead yeah. of guys like Hertz, ahead of guys like Burrow, ahead of guys like Tannehill and Stafford in some leagues that I saw. And I'm like, I, I am not on that train. Like, I don't like <laughs> you're drafting him at his ceiling at this point. And so the risks for me are a obviously his ADP is just is ridiculously high. Um, and, and that comes with like, I, we've taught me and Rick have talked about this on, on, on the pod, but we talked about it before the show on Tuesday where we were basically like just going through all of these people this year that are just freaking out. They're absolutely freaking out about this draft class. And it's like, it's good. I like it too. I think three of the five will yeah, probably be But good. it's like, let's just like, not just the quarterbacks, everyone. And it's like, let's just dial it back for five seconds and remember these guys are rookies. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so for Trevor Lawrence, I think the second thing is his team's not good. Like, that mm. offense is not good. I love Chark. I like Chenault. Um, but it's just a lot of that, that offense last year was bottom of the league in rushing, bottom of the league in passing, bottom of the league in offensive line play, bottom of the league in basically every category. And that's the reason why they were the number one overall pick and took Trevor Lawrence. Now, does Trevor Lawrence up them to another level? Of course. But how high is that going to be? Whereas Justin Herbert last year, the, the Chargers just completely underperformed in the prior season. And I don't even remember that season, Rick, in 2019. 
Yeah, they had all the like the overtime losses. Yeah, where they had like the the overtime loss. losses and the losses on the last drives and all of that yeah. stuff with Philip Rivers. And uh and they ended up with a top six pick because of it, and they took Justin Herbert. That team is a talented, good football team when Justin Herbert took it over, and the offense was good. And so that led Justin Herbert to a much higher producing team. This team has a new offense with weapons who are like people we'll all pound the table for Chark and LaVisca, but like those guys aren't proven yet. They're not proven talents in the NFL. Like, like Chark has had some good seasons, but they're not like these star wide receivers in the NFL yet. They don't have a tight end. Uh, they don't really know what they're doing at running back yet. <laughs> this point yeah so it's like for me with trevor lawrence is massive risk with this team absolutely being trash and he's a rookie and so it's like i don't want to just pedal a guy off because he's a rookie but if there was a guy that i was going to choose mm-hmm. that was going to be you know a successful fantasy quarterback in year one it wouldn't be trevor lawrence mm. honestly it would probably be justin fields i don't disagree with you on that one at all uh i know you can't now what i will say him. though Back in May, um, when we were still doing draft shows, I think it was our first show after the draft. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was our second. Um, you can go back and look if you want. We were talking about quarterbacks. And I thought, and I told you, Trevor Lawrence as the 16th quarterback off the board in redraft is fantastic value, and I want to draft him there. And I remember saying that to you, and you were like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, but you were like, that's not bad, though, if he's like pick 16 for quarterbacks if he's like the 15th 16th quarterback off the board yeah that's not bad value and I, my argument to you was um like he's a rookie obviously he could stink but you're taking like the 15th 16th guy right um his ceiling is justin herbert last year who finished as qb9 okay qb9 let's write that down herbert finishes qb9 yikes Okay, as this, so that's a ceiling. But that's not bad. Like you're taking at for QB fifteen. If you get the yeah, QB nine, outperforms that goes pretty, a little higher. Pretty solid, yeah. It's pretty solid. Do you want to know where Trevor Lawrence is going now in sleeper? Where? QB ten. He's the tenth quarterback no off the board with an ADP of eighty-seven point eight, which is essentially his ceiling. So we went from drafting him at like an ADP of like 140, 130 to 87. And he's jumped up from a potentially decent late, like 15th round pick that you can just snag as like a, oh, maybe he's a top 10 quarterback to you're drafting him as a top 10 quarterback. And you're drafting him at, I think he's here in year one. And I like T-Law. I think he can run the ball, um, which will provide some fancy value. I think, um, you know, as you said, the offensive line's not good. Mm-hmm. They don't have any tight ends. LaVisca and DJ Chark, I do like, but they aren't proven as like NFL star receivers yet. Um, so there's definitely some question marks in the offense, but it's not the worst, you know, situation. Yeah, but I would just drafting, say it's not the Chargers, right? If you're it's talking about if you're talking about um Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance as a complete side note, I wouldn't draft any of those guys. Trey Lance is twelve oh six. He's not going to start a game this year. <laughs> Justin Fields is 11-10, and they're stuck in the Justin Fields realm. And Trevor Lawrence is on a bad football team. Yeah. But I, I think I, out of those three, I would pick Fields. I yeah. probably agree with you. So, um, anyway, I, like a, I, we did our mock draft yesterday. If you watch, go back and watch that episode, um, he was drafted 10-1, almost in the ninth round. 
yeah, it's gross. So um, I, I think if you're talking about if you're talking about quarterbacks that are extremely risky, it's Trevor Lawrence. There's so many things also, pointing in an opposite direction for him that I don't think not that he can't have success this year, but I think his ceiling is QB eight or nine if he hits his ceiling. And I think it's more than likely that he doesn't hit his ceiling and he ends up being like in the six or seven, I mean, uh, in the 14, 15 range. If he finishes his QB fine. like 13, 14, that's a decent season. No, that's a good but rookie season. People are going to consider him a bust because they took him in like the ninth <laughs> round as the right. quarterback off the board. He Sleeper has him projected, by the way, for 601 passing attempts and 34 passing touchdowns. Um, Yikes. That's crazy. That's that's, that's maybe one good. of the best rookie seasons ever. Yeah. Do you think he throws the ball 600 times, though? He might, but I don't think he throws 34 touchdowns. Like, doesn't Baker hold the record 27? I think Herbert broke it last year. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Anyway, all right. So let's move on to last guy. Well, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we only got a couple minutes before I end the show. Um. And I'd like my face to be on the the outro screen. I don't know why my camera dies after thirty minutes. It drives me absolutely bonkers. Anyway, um. So the third guy on our list is Tom Brady, TB12, our guy, our man's for the last, for twenty years, six Super Bowl championships with the New England Patriots. We love you, Brady. Um. I will continue to pound the table that he's going to be a bust every single year until he falls off a cliff. Uh, because fantasy football is not trending in the direction of what Tom Brady does. He literally, last year, last year, he finished, what, a QB8? Um, yes. He finished QB7. last year QB7. as QB8. I think it was QB7. And he had to throw 40 touchdowns to do it. Yeah. If he throws 30 touchdowns yeah. next year, he's going to finish at like QB 12. Lower, probably. Low, Yeah, definitely lower, probably. Um, and when you look at Sleeper right now, Tom Brady is going off the board at 8-7, right around the same vicinity as Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill. All players I'd probably take over Tom Brady. I would take Matt Stafford over him. I might even take Joe Burrow over him. Um, he's not in that tier with Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, and those guys. And people are drafting them, drafting him like he is. In an average on sleep on fantasypros.com, the average ADP for him is the ninth quarterback off the board. I don't think Brady's gonna return that value. He would literally have to throw 35 plus touchdowns next year to do it. And I know a lot of people love Brady, but he is a what is he, 44, 43? Mm-hmm. He's a 43-year-old quarterback. 44. He's 44 years old. And he came off the best one of the best seasons. He doesn't have anything left to prove. I don't really know why he's still playing at this point. <laughs> Get a dynasty with another team? I don't know. But I don't think that Brady's going to throw 40-plus touchdowns again. I don't think he's going to throw 35-plus touchdowns again. He might, he'll probably throw 30. But even at that, I don't know that it's going to be enough fantasy-wise, especially with all these new quarterbacks. Uh, in new situations like Matt Stafford and Jalen Hurts with his rushing ability and you know Ryan Tannehill and, and Joe Burrow even. And, and you talk about new guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Like There's so many guys that could just jump over him. It's like it makes it easy. So I would say don't draft Tom Brady this year and, um, and avoid that risk. Yeah, this is an easy one for me. And it's funny because I did draft Brady last year and I was, a Brady, I was on the Brady train last year. And it worked out for the most part. Um, but – he had to have a great season to do it. Mm. Um, and I don't think he's doing that again this year. You know, he's only thrown 40 touchdowns twice in his career. And one of them was last year. Oh my God. 
He had the 50 touchdown year, which is still a record in 2007. Mm. And then, which is probably going to get broken, by the way, now that they had an extra game to the regular season. Um, but yeah, then he had, he's had a bunch of years where he had 30 plus, like mm-hmm. high 30s, but never 40 until the last season. You think he's going to do that back to back years? I don't. Not at the age of 44. Right. Um, and even if he has close to that, let's say he gets like 38 touchdowns, that's 12 less fantasy points. You know, that would, would have put him from QB8 to QB11 last year mm-hmm. with 12 less fantasy points. That's just and 12 less. Yeah, right. If exactly. he only scores 30 touchdowns, he's like QB14. He's Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he drops down a lot. Um, because last year, it's funny, he's going, what, QB9 off the board, Tom yeah. Brady? Yep. Um, he was QB8 last year, throwing 40 touchdowns. And Herbert played one less game than, game than him, so he had more points per game, but finished with like, I think eight less fantasy points because he played played in one less game, but he would have right. finished higher if he played full 16. Lamar Jackson, if he played a full 16, probably would have finished ahead of Brady. That would have made Brady finish QB 10 off throwing 40 touchdowns. And you're going to draft him again, expecting the same production. I wouldn't be so sure about that. Yeah. I find that absurd. And this is, these are Brady guys, you know, we're, we're New England Patriots. Now, I think so. that that is extremely interesting. What you pointed out that if, if Brady, like if, if he just throws five less touchdowns in a four point touchdown league, that's 20 less fantasy points. Yep. I did that math, right? Right. Yeah. And that puts him, that puts him at, at Kirk cousins area, QB 12. Yeah. Um, and if he throws 30 touchdowns, which is 40 less fantasy points than last year, uh, he ends at like QB 13, QB 14. So, I mean, I, I just, I can't, I can't justify taking a quarterback like Tom Brady, who has no rushing upside, like zero rushing upside. Uh, who ha- Yeah, who has zero rushing upside and who literally relies on passing for fantasy football. And you look at some of these guys, you know, around him. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, all of those guys have rushing upside in some way, shape, or form. Jalen right. Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, they have rushing upside. The only guys that don't, I mean, does Rodgers have rushing upside? I don't even know. A little bit, more than Brady. Yeah, more than Brady. Even Stafford maybe might rush for a more than Brady game. probably. One, yeah. one fantasy point a game on that. Brady provides zero. He might get negative yards. <laughs> yeah, it's pure <laughs> passing. So it's like, and I, you know, I love Tom Brady, but having in, in this day and age, having a quarterback who has, who hasn't provides no rushing upside, is is not effective for your fantasy team in any way, shape, or form. And it's like if you're going to draft a quarterback in the eighth round, you might as well just jump up two rounds and draft Russ or Justin Herbert. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or or right. wait and draft. Tannehill, Stafford, or Jalen Hurts. By the way, Tannehill finished ahead of Tom Brady last year by a single fantasy point and added Julio Jones. And people are taking him at nine two nine three. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I look at I look at this and I think that Brady is an easy no draft, and I think people are just you know every year it's like Brady's done, Brady's done, he's over with. Like we're not, he's not going to be good anymore, right? And everyone says that every single year about Tom Brady. Um. And so I think people are just kind of like fed up. They're like, oh, well, I keep getting told Brady's not going to be good, and then he's good. So why don't I just take him? Right. It's like, no, that's that's not how it works, friends. (laughs) But it's just 44 years old. Like, that is 
commendable that <laughs> he has played that long. But I'm know, like, it really is. Like, I just don't, I don't see there being any kind of fantasy upside for him in terms of like, you know, like if he was like in the 12th to 15th round, the upside would be there, obviously, right. which is where he should be getting drafted, by the way. Um, but people are going to draft him because his name is Tom Brady. This is similar to the Odell argument we had on Tuesday where Odell is old, injury-prone, and hasn't had a wide receiver one season in like four years or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's a similar conversation where it's like you're just going to draft him for his name. Yeah. It's like I love Tom Brady, I love Odell Beckham Jr., but don't draft for names. You have to draft for production if you want to win your leagues. And so if you're running out and drafting Tom Brady because you think he's going to be good this year in the eighth round – like that's horrible decision making in my opinion. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Risky quarterbacks for the 2021 fantasy football season. Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady. There's probably more. Uh, we'll probably throw a quarterback or two on the do not draft show that we're going to do uh, in a couple weeks. It should be fun. It should be interesting. Uh, we got a large slot of more preseason football. Week two of preseason. Next week's the last week of preseason. And then we got the real season. See you later, friends. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.